Hi everybody, just before we begin our interview with Susie Abramite, um, a quick note. Um, we discussed Susie's role as Pam in Jessica Jones Season 1 uh, thoroughly with her, which included all episodes. So there are spoilers for the entirety of the first season of Jessica Jones, so please do not listen to the interview until you have seen the entire series. Thanks guys, and I hope you enjoy the interview. the Defenders podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire and I'm the only Defender today as my newbie co-hosts are not allowed to be on this special call um, and that is because I have a very special guest who knows all the secrets about Hogarth, Chow and Benowitz and that is Susie Abramay and I hope I said your name correctly who plays Pam in you Jessica did. Jones. Ab- oh brilliant. <laughs> Um, so you never know as well from when you're filming something as to how the finished project, um, you know, will be. 
you never know. You know, there could be a scene where you do take after take after take, and you think, you know, one of the takes that you love is your best performance. And then, mm-hmm. you know, then there's, like, another performance where the phone's ringing and people are, you know, I don't know, things are distracting, and you're like, what? Is you <laughs> not that into it? And then that's the one that they choose, and you're like, no, I don't that. <laughs> but thankfully that wasn't the case here. <laughs> thankfully, like, it was just everyone top to bottom. Um, it, I mean, it's, it's so interesting that it's, like, it's, I know that Game of Thrones has gone on um, hiatus, mm-hmm. so like that's like my show. And you know, I was it's just, it's kind of like hard. It's like, what are we gonna watch now? What's the new show? And yeah. Jessica Jones has been the supplement for our, you know, actually not even been the supplement um, has been extraordinary. Uh, I wanted to ask you, Susie, about the sort of audition process for this project because Marvel is notoriously secretive. Um, in terms of auditioning for their their shows and their projects. And I know I've spoken to some of the actors from Daredevil who mentioned, you know, they they weren't allowed to even speak about the show, um, that they were on it. How was the audition process for you in terms of it being a Marvel project? Um, Well, the names are changed. Mm -hmm. Um, All the characters' names are changed as well. So uh, the project was originally called Violet. Mm -hmm. So um, it it wasn't called Jessica Jones. And so everything, like Jessica was Julia. Like everything was, so you actually had really no idea what the name of the show was. And, uh, but the actual themes were the same. They just kind of switched things around. It was a little bit changed. I mean, um, and then, yeah, of course, obviously booking it or, or working on the show, you just can't talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. I, it, it's interesting because we were, I mean, it was, it was hard for me to even get some of the scripts because it was very hush-hush. So, so I'm certain, like, I really have no idea on some of the episodes of what happened, um, the episodes that I wasn't in. So I'm really excited to see what happens because I'm on episode uh, 11 right now. Okay. So, yeah. You have to see how the whole thing pans out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so at which point did yeah, you find out that, oh, wow, I'm going to end up in the series, you know, in prison for murder, possibly? Um, yeah, that was, here's the thing, you you don't really get to know anything, like, it's very, very hush-hush, so, um, you know, you sort of wait and see, you know, we'll be filming, we'll have sort of an idea of what happens, but then, you know, a few days before, you'll get the scene, and then it's really juicy and amazing, and you're like, what? <laughs> so, um, yeah, even then, even, I mean, there was a scene that got changed pretty, good. I, I actually was on set, and then the whole scene had changed, um, mm-hmm. as soon as I was on set, and it turned out actually that was seen that um, me and Jerry were very intimate mm-hmm. when I was uh, seducing her on the desk yeah. um, in her office, and um, and so there was a whole thing where I was actually supposed to be crying, I was supposed to be really upset, but I I much preferred that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was really happy with how it came out. One of the things I really liked about um, the character of Pam was. She wasn't the typical um, kind of younger model that, you know, is having an affair with the boss that you'd see in many things. She wasn't um, kind of enamored uh, and naive enough to not see Jerry's faults. And I thought you played that that wonderfully, that um, she's someone who's very much aware that that Jerry is particularly, like, potentially not the, the nicest person, um, but obviously right. has fallen in love with this person. And I thought that was really refreshing because it would have been very easy 
um, I think, for, for the character of Pam to just be so enamoured that, you know, just demonises um, the ex-wife, but you didn't play it like that, and I thought that was wonderful. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I lost um, what you just said. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I was just saying I, I thought the role would be very easy to play as someone so enamoured um, that they would just demonise the, the ex-wife in this case, but I thought you played it wonderfully, very intelligently. Um and very uh, empathetically to to the character of Wendy. Yeah, I mean, I think that was the interesting thing about um, Pam. That, I mean, she really, at the end of the day, wanted to do the right thing. I think mm-hmm. um, she didn't want things to go down the way they did. And now that they have, really wanted to, um, you know, do do the right thing. You know, so um, I very much feel that even though um, Pam is, you know, polar opposite from Jessica Jones, like there still is that, like, even though they might, you know. Kind kind of mess up or kind of get themselves in, in sticky situations, they really want to do the right thing. And so it's an interesting, there's an interesting dynamic because they really didn't get along or, or like each other at all. But, mm-hmm. you know, they um, they were um, they were a, di- a different side of the same coin, you know? Absolutely. And you, you even have with Jessica, the character of Kilgrave, repeating the same patterns with um with hope that he did with Jessica taking her to the same restaurants for instance which you also have with Jerry taking um Pam to the same restaurant with Wendy so I thought it was a really really nice um juxtaposition of that yeah that was very interesting um Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that was uh yeah the storyline I mean I really enjoyed playing uh Pam and I hope that uh that if you know the show gets picked up for another season, or I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pretty confident that it will. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that they bring character Pam back so we can <laughs> you know free Pam. <laughs> well, you know, campaign free Pam. We'll we'll start here. Uh, we'll start that. And I just you know I just mentioned that there are two other lawyers in Hell's Kitchen, Nelson and Murdoch, who are very good defense lawyers. So maybe they will, um, you know, represent Pam and and get her out. I, I have literally been hearing that that over and over again from Pam's through line of how that will be wrapped up, that she'll cross over to Daredevil. That would, that would be, be great. Mm-hmm. That would be fantastic. Um, one of the other things I wanted to mention is I um, was really impressed with the, the storyline, again, with um, the relationship between Jaren and uh, Pam and Wendy in that um, uh, although it was a gay relationship, it was very low-key. At no point was it... Um, really highlighted as as a lesbian relationship, and right. I thought that was like, really refreshing. Right. Um, particularly, yeah, and I think it's very good for LGBT yeah. visibility. <laughs> yeah, no, because it's like I think I think we're sort of past that. It's like, mm-hmm. oh my god, it's a lesbian relationship. We've never seen that before. You know. Absolutely. I'm so grateful that it's you know it's 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 now it's sort of second nature and you like this is this is normality and I think that that's so beautiful and where our culture is moving I mean you know we have gay rights you know people can get married it's it's a really awesome um new thing that's that's happening for for so many people and um yeah to be able to to tell a story I mean and 
and not focus on like look at us like mm-hmm. you know it's because really what is it at the end of the day it's two people who love each other who want to make it work who are clearly facing some obstacles and you know they just happen to both be women exactly um, yeah I think you know I think we're definitely moving into new territory uh, with the way the world is um, I just think with social media I think pretty much with with everything in the world and how um, you know we're getting a lot closer to one another we're you know knowing about other cultures and mm-hmm. um, it's we're becoming more and more accepting all the time um, and it feels it feels really awesome to be a part of that where it's becoming more and more love based you know I feel like I feel like a lot of it used to be like us versus them like we're so different you know mm-hmm. and just a culturally in, in our society and so now it's it's really like oh yeah our fellow neighbor like you're you're me that could be me that could be you know the homeless man on the street that could be me Malcolm could be me Jessica Jones could be mm-hmm. me Cage could be me like there's which is a really cool thing which is no longer the separation of like you're so different you I can't possibly relate to you now mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah get it you know <laughs> everyone's a little bit gay it's all good <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the reasons as well I am um, on our podcast I'm one of the sort of big comic book fans, um, particularly of the characters Jessica Jones and Daredevil. Um, I've been collecting Daredevil since I was 10. And one of the reasons I love these characters in particular above characters like the Avengers, for instance, is that they are very grounded and uh, much more true to life. I, I feel like they, these are people that you could know and it's it's much more street level. And growing up, I found that much easier to identify with than, say, someone like Superman, which I could never really identify with. Um, and I think that... I that would imagine Mar- Superman would be a hard guy to relate to. Yeah. Like, he's, an <laughs> he's an alien. You know, oh. <laughs> he's an orphan, you're this superhero guy, just, you know, just trying to get by. And exactly. By your farm parents, you know. Yeah, I always preferred Batman, I think, because he's closer to the character of Daredevil, sort of, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I would say that they're all real. I mean, what's so amazing about this show is that it really, you know, it's so twisted. It's mm-hmm. just like what Kilgrave does. Like, literally last episode, it was like, oh, my God. What yeah. is Kilgrave going to be? It's, it's so twisted and great. and um, But it also really sheds a lot of light on, you know, Jessica's real, genuine struggle. I mean, the backstory that... You know the trauma that she was that she was in. I mean, it really. I I want to say it really accurately depicts someone who has PTSD, knowing that you know I had a bit of that mm-hmm. um, for a bit, and you know knowing what that feels like and and seeing that come to life on screen is like wow, that was that was right on. Absolutely, so, yeah. It's something I hope as well. They um they explore more in um, the future Daredevil series because the character of Daredevil in the comics is known for having um, depression. Um, so both both characters, Daredevil and Jessica Jones, have, have mental health issues. And I think it's, again, really refreshing to see these characters uh, on screen who, who have these problems that so many people do have. And it makes them... Um, it, I think it's good to identify with characters like that that might be struggling with things that people do struggle with. Um, and I think yeah. so far they've done it in a really good way in the adaptation. They kind of touched on it a bit in Daredevil season one, but it's something I think um, I'd love to see them sort of go into more. 
Yeah, well, it's it's interesting because it's like I think just about every human I've encountered, you know, unless they're lying, like I don't think you can go by through life without a trauma that you become affected by. And mm-hmm. we all have a different way. Sometimes we, you know, we go shopping to, you know, fulfill that need or we drink a lot or mm-hmm. we take drugs or take prescription pills or whatever that is you're coping or we meditate or you go for a run. You know, there's, there's healthy ways and there's not so healthy ways, but, you know, a trauma is still of trauma and you know everyone has a varying degree of amount of trauma in their life and Mm -hmm. like regardless like I would probably say actors are more we're more of um we're we're sensitive souls and I always find that like actors backstories like in real life are very interesting and very colored and a bit tortured you know, I wouldn't say like that for everyone, but there's always like some serious trauma that happened, and, you know, and so I feel like we're able to tap into some of that and, you know, be able to be brave enough to go there and shed and re-experience that or, you know, bring that, bring a new story to uh, to life and, and help people cope with, you know, all the different tragedies and how you overcome and how you can be your own hero, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, so, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was going to ask as well how, how obviously, one of your last scenes is very dramatic, which is the scene where, um, that between yourself and Carrie Ann, Robin, and Kristen, um, where, uh, unfortunately, Robin is killed in the show. Um, but when you, you sort of break in and, and, uh, Pam bludgeons Robin, uh, uh, I keep saying Robin, Wendy, over the head, um, how was it filming that scene? Because, I I was sitting, you know, holding my breath watching that scene. I couldn't believe what was happening. So intense. It was yeah. so intense. It was, I mean, it was an awesome scene to film. I mean, without, I mean, it was, it was grotesque, you know. But mm-hmm. my being it, um, I remember um, the, uh, character, both, both the girls were just really getting into it. Um, mm. Robin and Carrie, you know, really getting into that, like a minute beforehand of like, prepping and, you know, almost like creaming and and, and it was so inspiring to watch because it was, you know, being like, oh, wait, yeah, get into this, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was a moment where I was like, okay, all right, it's go, um, which I come from like an athletic background. I was a mm-hmm. tennis player a million years ago and, um, you know, you sort of have like a ritual of, of prepping right before you go out, you know, and play tennis or, you know, if you're an athlete, you just have a routine and so this was like a cool, awesome way to kind of experience that again and yeah it was a very intense scene yeah it was um there's a lot of technical work and we had some stunt doubles um who were uh amazing and but it was it was a pretty intense graphic scene <laughs> i have a feeling yeah oh it's, it's i mean one of the standout moments i think in the in the series i because I, I watched all the episodes in one go, so I watched 13 hours um, because I had to to prep for the podcast. And I was I was literally sitting there holding my breath in that scene, biting my nails. You know, I was just like, oh, I couldn't believe what was happening. <laughs> um, I have a feeling that two of my co-hosts, Matt and Mel, um, will be very angry with your character when we get to that episode because they are also on another podcast where they talk about Deadwood. So they're both big fans of um of Robin Weiger because she played Calamity Jane on that series. So they they right. love her character and Jessica Jones. So when they find out that you kill her, I don't think they'll be very happy with oh, you, unfortunately. No. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to their reaction. 
<laughs> yeah, she's amazing. She's yeah, she's just such a great actress. I heard, um, I haven't seen Deadwood, but I just heard from Carrie. Like, Carrie was like, she was just in awe of, like, every day she was just in awe of Robin and her performance. And it was, it was like, it was such a beautiful set to be a part of when you have co-stars that are really supportive of one another, yeah. you know. That's really lovely. So, yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you as well, because uh, just as we're sort of rounding up, because I don't want to keep you too long, um, what are you working on at the moment that you would like to talk about? And do you have anything that's coming out soon that you're working on? I do. Um, so I was just on Chicago Med. Okay. And um, I don't, I can't really, I, I'm not really sure if I can talk about it, but I supposedly am coming back and I okay. don't. And I don't actually know in what capacity, but I guess we'll have to tune in and find out. <laughs> Excellent. I don't know if we have that in the UK. I'll have to check. I'm not sure if it's reached us yet. Oh, gosh, an NBC show. Um, it's oh, funny. Maybe. Flying domestically, I find that, like, every airline usually has, like, Chicago Med or Chicago <laughs> Fire. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, God, that's the show. Like, so I get really excited because it's, like, literally I've been flying a lot recently. And I'm always like, oh, my God, there, there it is. <laughs> it sounds like something my sister would enjoy, so I'll ask her about it because if it's, if it's showing over here, I think she'll be watching it. She likes all the shows like that, so I'll have to ask her. Amazing. Um, my yeah. co-hosts and, and listeners would also not forgive me um, if I didn't ask. With the release of um, the Captain America film coming out next year, which is Captain America: Civil War, um, who will you be supporting, Captain America or Iron Man? Ooh, well, I'm. You know what? It's funny. Like every, pretty much all the superhero movies. Like I'm kind of a fangirl. Like. <laughs> from Harry Potter, like literally like every Harry Potter that came out, I had to run to the theater and go see it, or Batman, like Christopher Nolan, I was like, I have to go see it, oh my God, like Suicide Squad, so amazing. Yeah, it does. Um, and then Captain America, like Iron Man, like you, you it's, I love, I just, uh, yes, I absolutely just love all of them. <laughs> You'll have to come to London and go on the Harry Potter tour because I have a tour of all the costumes and sets. It's very cool. Oh, that's great. It's so funny. I, I was doing, um, I was shooting a pilot, gosh, this was years ago, um, and Daniel Radcliffe was mm -hmm. starring in a Broadway play, and I ended up go, going to see it, and um, a friend of mine was actually in it, who I worked with. And so um, I was, or no, actually, I ran into him in a bar, and he's like, hey, like, you should come see our play, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, absolutely. <laughs> So I'm, like, sitting, like, front row. It's, like, amazing. And then, like, after I, I just went to go say hi to uh, a friend of mine, and he was, like, hey, meet Daniel. And I'm, like, oh, my God. He was so <laughs> lovely. Like, yeah. I mean, he was just the most awesome, like, exactly, like, really energetic, really excited, really, like, excited to meet me. And just, like, oh, my God, this is so great. This is so <laughs> But I, yeah, this is really good stuff. You know, doing, like, Broadway. I mean, this is really past your limit, you know? And I was just, like, oh. Oh my God, I'm totally loving it. You're amazing. And like him and his like little girlfriend, they like whisked away eventually, but he was just like showing me around set and like being like, oh, this is so great. He's five, he's like, wait, you like holding it out. It's so great. <laughs> <laughs> And you're awesome. I think he's known to be like one of the nicest guys in showbiz, and which is is great, particularly as he's a child star and he's remained so chilled out, you know, and I'm sort of so unaffected. Right. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, let's be buddies. Let's stay in touch. But I, I didn't get a chance to say that because you know he had to like catch a plane, and him and his girlfriend, and they were like, okay, I'm like, wait, can we be friends? Come back. <laughs> I need to know how. I, I need to know all the secrets. 
Well, there's the new uh, the new play coming out. Um, I think next year, the year after, in London, which is the uh, the next Harry Potter one. It's a Harry Potter play called The Lost Child, I think. Which uh, apparently wow. the tickets have been selling like crazy. So I'll probably see it in about ten years or so <laughs> when I can get a ticket. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, if that comes to Broadway, you should definitely check that out. For sure. Yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big, yeah, I kind of geek out over Broadway plays. <laughs> in addition to my Marvel and DC comic books. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask as well, just one last question, which was. Um, in regards to to your music, because I understand that obviously you you also perform music as well. Do you have any projects happening at the moment with your music, or are you sort of focusing at the moment on on acting? Yeah, I'm definitely uh, focusing on acting at the moment. Um, I you know also I'm a script writer. I had mm-hmm. a project that was over relativity for a short minute, and unfortunately, um, relativity uh, you know is experiencing technical difficulties. Um, <laughs> and then um, yeah, I had a song playing on the radio in Florida. I had a song with Fat Joe, and mm-hmm. um, that was yeah for a while. I, I had a I had a music career, you know, singing. Uh, um, singer-songwriter and uh, producer, but um, as of right now, I've, I've really just put my focus into um, into acting, and I'm just, yeah, I mean, I think if you're a storyteller and you're an artist, um, I find that the people that I, you know, I really look up to and I think I really admire are, you know, the multifaceted um uh, talented, like the Angelina Jolie. She's like a director. She's a writer. She's mm-hmm. an actor. There's not just one. You don't really fit into a box just anywhere. You're a storyteller of all, you know, the different ways. It's like even Shia LaBeouf. Like, you know, a lot of the things that he's doing, I mean, they're a bit out there, but you know, I gotta love him for, for really doing some innovative stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know if you saw this short about like Shia LaBeouf in the box, Shia LaBeouf. It's like all these pretending to be Shia LaBeouf while he was like at the end watching yeah, I have. I've so seen that. I, I love it. it. It's hilarious, and the fact that he appeared in the video it's for it as so well is hilarious. great. Great. I don't even know what's happening. His motivational like thing, and I'm just yeah. like, what? Kind of my mind's a bit blown, and then like the entirety of him going to a theater, watching all his movies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, and I was like, you know, that's that's interesting. You know, yeah. it's like, and then something about him having everyone come up to him. Um, they, there's like a guy. There's like a knife or like a gun or something. Mm-hmm. And there's like a flower. You know, that people can basically do anything to him, and it's like. Um, um, I think he had like a bag over his head that said "I'm sorry" or yeah, something. Is, yeah. is that correct? I, okay. But I mean, yeah, I think I think artists were storytellers, and you know, if we can tell a story and make people think differently in all different kinds of ways, I mean, that's sort of my mo. You know, so if that's in you know a song form, or if that's in a movie, or if it's writing, um, yeah, and you know, trying to try to move um, the consciousness forward in in a higher, more beautiful, loving, accepting, understanding light. I mean, that's kind of like what we do as artists I, guess. I think that's for the most part I hope we do <laughs> yeah absolutely and I mean it's you know you've just you've been in this fantastic tv series the Jessica Jones so I really hope it you know opens up a lot of doors for you um and like so once much. again congratulations on the success of it and and for your part in it and I really enjoyed the show and I really enjoyed your performance as well so yeah I, and I hope you know, free free Pam, the free Pam campaign via Nelson and Murdoch. <laughs> get some uh, more, you know, and we can get you back for season two. Yeah, 
<laughs> I would absolutely like hashtag free Pam uh, campaign. That would be awesome. Bring Pam we'll, back. We'll get it going on the on the our Facebook page as soon as the the guys have seen the uh, your final episode. We'll get the free Pam going. So I had one last thing, which was we always end all of our episodes um, with our guests saying Excelsior in honor of Stanley. Uh, would you be able to take us out with an Excelsior, please, Susie? I'm, uh, yeah, I just I can't quite hear exactly what I'm supposed to say. It, it's Excelsior. Excelsior? That's it. Yes. Okay. So I just say Excelsior? Yes, that's fine.